0: what's up everybody thanks for joining us today my name is ken swanson i'm the lead film and draft analyst for arrowhead pride this is the ap laboratory full on into off-season mode the draft is gone we have nothing to talk about until august so we're gonna try to figure that out uh here to help me figure that out is barley hop find him on twitter at barley hop craig
1: stouts what's up my man Not much, not much. It's it's been a weird day. They're trying to flood us down here with all this (laughs) rain that we're getting. My God, yeah. I I know. I've got I've got really bad gutters, and so
0: I am like a a little bit terrified that they're going to fall off, or that they're going to get so flooded that my house just the foundation falls apart. You know, I'm just I'm I'm living in fear over here because I need to get my (laughs) gutters addressed. I'm getting them clean this week. Finally,
1: finally. Finally, yeah. you know, you can get a ladder and get up and uh, do those yourself. Buddy. I got a split level. I, uh, I'm yeah, not, so do I'm, I. I don't have a... Okay, not all <laughs> of us can do what Craig Stout does on a daily basis. Yes, as a matter of fact, all of us can do exactly what Craig Stout does Craig, on a daily basis. You don't even need a ladder. You're so tall, you could just <laughs> whoop,
0: reach up, grab it. Um, Real quick, Maddie is away this week. Uh, Having a a major life experience. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but it's awesome. And we're happy for Maddie. So uh, he he keeps his life private. So let him tell you. But uh, he's away. So it's just me and Craig talking. And so you're going to hear a lot of us this time. We're going to have to try to fill all that empty space that... That uh, that Maddie normally gives, or you know, kind of fills in for us, which is going to be interesting. So
1: I went I went out and picked up a protein shaker today, just in case. <laughs> I I I'm kind of like put a little bit of that powder in there. I'm not sure I mixed it right. I you know it. I'm on edge, guys. I'm on edge. So I, I'll try and fill the void. You might have you might have put too much protein in there. I not mean, it, your eyes twitching. Yeah, it is. It is. I might really? need to have a couple more beers to even myself back out. We got you're find like a, balance.
0: You're like a you're like a, a pale shade of white. Did you did you get I, a no, vanilla shade? No, that's shake normal. It? Okay. That's normal, man. That's true. <laughs> it's I don't know how I could distinguish. Um so today I think what we want to do is kind of just talk about the 90-man roster and I've kind of been diving in. Craig's been diving a little bit too as well. Just kind of looking at some stuff about this roster and I'm kind of a nerd and Craig's kind of a nerd too when it comes to the roster building stuff. Like I think a lot of our longer conversations have been <laughs> about these kind of things where we're planning out ahead. We're planning for a team that we have no control over, but we just like to
1: kind of talk about these kind of things. So um, I, I We definitely we definitely haven't had conversations till like one thirty in the morning about roster building for years in advance
0: no never Definitely that has never happened and i forgot yeah. about that because that whole night was a blur because oh i blinked and it was 130 and I'm like okay well yeah so like i mean like a, there's just there's a lot of like little nerdy things about this this whole roster building thing i think that just kind of attract us to it so um i was looking at the outlook of this roster and i was thinking about brett veach and you might have seen my tweets from Tuesday talking about kind of some of my perception of Brett Veach. It's kinda of interesting because someone reached out and kind of was like, I know you don't like Veach or maybe you're hard on Veach and like you're a big critic of Veach but the funny thing is and I this is kind of what's weird, is I actually really like Brett Veach, <laughs> which is such you a really weird do. thing I do like I probably a, I'm I'm more of a supporter than you realize I just have these major sticking points like Breland speaks and Anthony Hitchens that make it hard for me and for that kind of opinion to kind of really express itself I mean so like I think for for Brett Veach a lot of it's just been the optics with Brett Veach his his first picks have been brutal or his for first sure. pick was brutal or you know there's questions about Miko Hartman I have questions about Miko Hardman too but
1: right and right. so but you don't you you arguably of all of us are the biggest Brett Veach fan. Like you love Probably. what what he's done with the back half of the roster. You, yeah. You just don't always love the impact decisions that he makes, particularly in the draft. Right.
0: And I I like some of the picks he's made. Mm-hmm. But I I really didn't get 2018. 2019 was looking real nice. Yeah. I'm very happy about 2019. But I was thinking about this driving home today, Craig. I think Brett Veach gets this perception, and maybe it's partly our fault, of being this overly aggressive maniac. <laughs> and it's almost like just no care whatsoever, doesn't care about the future, isn't really, you know, building this roster. He's just, you know, pedal to the metal. I'm gonna give away all of my money. I'm going to sign the guys I want and I'm going to overpay. But looking at this roster, looking at how he's built the bottom of this roster, players 30 to 53, he's killed it. Yeah. And he's built an exceptional amount of depth. And he's found quality players that don't just have the ability to stay this year, but have the ability to stay next year. And I think that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. It's almost like a Brett Veach appreciation day almost. Talking Finally. about some of these little, my little minute details to this roster mm-hmm. that have gone a long way in making the outlook of this team, who's gonna have to pay Patrick Mahomes here in 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 twelve months, a lot of money, um, I, a set, billion dollars, and I would give him two billion. <laughs> I if he wants the if he
1: wants the title
0: to my house, does please. he
1: want a thirty four percent stake in the Chiefs? I give it to him. Give it to him. Give him fifty-one. Well, yeah, I don't know that Clark's okay with fifty-one. Well, Are you not. sure? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Clark, <laughs> you just finally- for a couple of years. Just for a couple of years, Clark gets to take a you know majority shareholder again at that point. I hope
0: Patrick Mahomes is our GM someday, and I don't care if he always this thing. I mean. It- Thank you for the Super Bowls, plural, Patrick. Thank you for your time here in Kansas City. Um, But, okay, so the roster building stuff. I I think there's some really small moves that have added up with Brett Veach, and I think he deserves a lot of credit. He has really done a fantastic job of building this roster. The 90-man this year is as good as I've ever seen it in Kansas City. He has done a fantastic job, and I think it starts with – The undrafted free agents, Craig.
1: They're so good this year. Everybody loves them. You look around the league, anybody who wants to talk about the draft as a whole, maybe maybe they're a little iffy on the Chiefs draft. But if you bring up the UDFA Hall, it's 100% favorable towards yeah. the Chiefs. I, uh, Gary Johnson, Mark Fields, Cody Thompson, Custis, uh, Harris. Uh, they've got uh, James Williams. Tim they've Ward. Got, uh, yeah, Tim Ward. Tim, I like Tim Ward a lot. Tim Ward is so super raw. James he Williams. Is, yeah. He, uh, there's so many guys that have a major chance not only to make this team, but be contributors going forward. And I know that sounds like like we're really pumping sunshine, but anybody who's listening to the nope. podcast for very long knows that we're not those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, as a matter of fact, we we've been accused of it a little bit lately with some of our draft recap, our film reviews for some of these guys because we we love them so much. They're such good picks overall that that we're going to be in love with them. We're getting ready to get into the UDFAs. It's going to continue to be very positive, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> Just fair warning. It's a really good group. And you start and you build depth and you push players that are in your depth by building those UDFAs, offering that big guaranteed money, getting them in-house, and pushing these guys. That That's how you can build the bottom of your roster out.
0: And I think it's just all incredibly strategic and well-planned out. Guys like Darius Harris and Tim Ward, they might not see the field this year, but the Chiefs really wanted them. And they might put them on the IR for the entire season. Tim Ward may not play it down in Kansas City, but they really like this kid. They like his value. They like his raw ability, and they think they can develop him. He's a spagnolo. I think Veach called him a Spagnolo defensive end. Darius oh, Harris. He is. And Darius Harris, they think he can start in some day. <laughs> They Brett Veach said I think Darius Harris could start someday. He might be injured, but they're going to stash him. They're they're doing these smart little moves. They went in aggressively addressed positions of need. They were very aggressive with the wide receiver position. Cody Thompson, Jamal Custis, Felton Davis. Felton Davis might wind up on the IR2. They've just done this fantastic job of building depth, finding value, finding players that have a shot to make this roster and here's the thing if they make the roster that's and they're in they're talented enough that is such a competitive advantage for this team moving forward
1: and that's what i'm getting really excited right now <laughs> but they, well, that's why you do get really excited about it because he has he has you you're allowed to move on from higher paid veterans. You're allowed to make moves that some might frown upon because of depth because they've routinely found these guys. Right. Look at the look at the Chiefs offensive line. Like that that is a position where Brett Veach has nailed it. Done Absolutely work. Absolutely nailed it. Done some serious work. And they've got three guys on that offensive line that they're paying big contracts to. And yet they're filling these other two spots With guys that are undrafted free agents, late round picks, and then they're bringing in seventh round picks that are going to, quote unquote, compete to start with Austin Ryder. I don't think that anybody's seriously all that worried about the offensive line or the depth there at all. They just continue to reload and find guys. You know, it's funny. You bring up the IR thing. We always used to joke about Andy Reid's mystery quarterback IR. You know yeah. the, the third guy or the fourth guy that they'd stash on the roster and everything like that. Broken fingernail. Bre- yeah.
0: Since last play of the last play of the preseason.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh, he blew out his <laughs> knee. I guess we need to put him on IR. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it's Brett Veach going out of his way. These guys that slip out of the draft that are injured, that are raw, maybe need a little work. That's his mo. The past couple years, just finding these guys, stashing them on IR, and letting them develop. Letting them get that NFL offseason. Letting them put that weight on. Sit in the film rooms. Learn all that stuff. Learn the stuff that they need to to produce. And then in their real true, you know, have a redshirt year. In their real true freshman year in the NFL, they are already ahead of the game. And it gives them just that little bit of competitive advantage without having to use a roster spot.
0: And I think the offensive line is a prime example of what we're talking about here. Like you said. And it should be noted, Mitchell Schwartz is like if Mitchell Schwartz held out this year, I would not blame him because that dude is a tremendous value. I don't think he will, but I think he's a tremendous value. Eric they Fisher they they Eric Fisher they overpaid. Like yeah. immensely. And LaRon Duvernay Tardif, they overpaid as well. I mm-hmm. those are major sins of John Dorsey that Brett Veach has had to work around. And what and, has he done? And he has. yeah. And he has. He traded a fifth round pick for Cam Irving, who's kind of your swing player. He's probably the worst of these guys he's brought in. Austin Ryder, they picked up off the streets. Mm-hmm. Really good value. Andrew Wiley might be the best guard on this football team.
1: <laughs> he might. I mean, he's he's mean enough. He's physical enough. I, I love it's Probably Andrew LDT. Wiley. It's probably LDT. But yeah, from it's a value perspective, I I'm
0: I getting know. a little excited. I know.
1: Yeah, value, value wise a- though. Andrew yeah.
0: Wiley, Andrew Wiley is a starter in this league.
1: Yeah. I mean, they traded away Parker Erringer for a a starting potentially starting corner. There we go. Year. I mean, yeah. like
0: this that's another thing. Like these li- these little small moves. They trade away a guy that wasn't going to make this roster they didn't like who is now on the streets right now for mm-hmm. Charvarius Ward, who is yeah. whether or not like he you don't want Charvarius Ward being your starter. You no. but as a fourth corner Fantastic! Yeah. That's a great depth. Corner. That's a, yeah. he's a great fourth corner. So you see all these small moves. I trading for Jordan Lucas. Ooh. I mean, they traded a twenty twenty seventh round pick for a guy who's got <laughs> great special val, special teams value. He's there goes got, that
1: there goes that center competition next year, twenty twenty seventh. I know,
0: like. I just, I I look at all this stuff and I look at these small moves and these slowly but surely just building onto this roster. Eric Murray for Emmanuel Ogba.
1: Oh man, what a slam dunk! Uh, that's that's easily my favorite move of the entire off season.
0: Oh, it's so fun! It's just uh, because like the Chiefs are desperate to get these long defensive linemen that you know that Steve spagnola desires, and they just had to give away a guy that wasn't going to make the roster, who
1: was getting Ogba, paid, who's about to get paid two million dollars this year. They saved money. They, they saved, saved money. money for a guy that's probably not a starter. Ogba's not a starter. He's probably going to be your third or fourth defensive end rotational pass rusher. That's right. that's more than Murray was going to give you.
0: Right. And so like I I get, I see all these small little moves. I see all these little adjustments that they've made to build the bottom of this roster and I'm just very impressed. And they've set themselves up so well for 2020. And I I I'll, I'll 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 we'll get into 2020 in a minute because I do want to like the undrafted free agents are not all going to pan out that's just that's not how this thing works they are lottery tickets but the chiefs have some very good lottery tickets and they've got a lot of very good lottery tickets that any of these guys can step in and be rotational players have special teams value cody thompson gary johnson those guys make a lot of sense moving forward from a special teams perspective. roster
1: yeah so is custis I, Ma- I i don't see any way those three don't make the roster
0: mark fields if his Probably head's on amazing. right yeah he, that's your fourth round pick yep this year so they've they've got guys that had fringe draftable grades or might have been draftable on their board even they've said that they had some guys like that and they've put them on this roster it solves so many problems moving forward but it also frees up some smaller moves that these guys these moves aren't aren't insignificant but I go back or these are these are not significant moves but I go back to this Parker Eringer for Charvarius Ward. They can if they get a couple of these kind of moves with guys like this, Dan Sorensen. You either save two and a half million dollars by cutting him, or maybe you get something out of him. Tremont Smith. They have done everything in their power to replace him. They have. They've
1: drafted over him.
0: Return ability, cornerback ability, the special teams value as a four core guy. They've drafted over Tremont Smith. Yeah, but someone might want a good returner.
1: Sure, he's a good returner. Uh, you can get value for him. Absolutely, they, and you can get value for him. Yeah.
0: Uh, Tano Passanio, I don't think, is making this roster, but some team might want to take a flyer on him. Reggie Raglin, you can save $1.1 $1. $1 million. Maybe you cut him. Maybe you trade him. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of... that's That, to this point, has probably been one of the bigger misses from a trade sure. perspective for Brett Veach.
1: Sure. He, and if they were sticking with the 3-4, he'd make a lot more sense. But they're not. They're not. So, Yeah.
0: And I know you t- you talked about Cam Irving potentially as maybe that's a guy because of all this depth they've built, maybe they could trade him away potentially. Sure.
1: I, I'm not looking to necessarily move Cam Irving because I'm trying to save money or anything because he doesn't. He saves a couple hundred thousand dollars. It's not, it's not like you're saving money for Cam Irving. But Cam Irving is the type of player that I think the step down to – Khalil McKenzie, the step down to Nick Allegretti, you know, that that utility knife inside to be able to play that. Unless Cam Irving is the guy that they need to play swing tackle. I think that Cam Irving is replaceable on this roster if they get good value for him. Like if Minnesota calls and says, Hey, we need more, you know, interior offensive linemen. Uh, what, do you, what are you guys looking for? You say, well, hey, you guys have a crapload of corners over What's there. What's Trey Wayne's up to? Yeah, we, we could do with uh, maybe a corner. And, you know, maybe you still have to throw in a pick for somebody like that, but you can lessen the blow of that trade for a guy that the step down for you isn't as significant. It'd be beneficial for both teams in that sort of situation. And it's because these small moves have been put into place that you can make moves like that.
0: Right, Trey Wayne's actually doesn't make sense because I think he'd be like a nine million dollar contract, yeah. and yeah, he's not I, good. But yeah, I don't really want. I'm just that, thinking. But I'm looking at from like just from a death perspective. They mm-hmm. traded an offensive lineman for a corner last year. They do that again. Right. Like they've shown many an ability us, to. How
1: many of us were really well versed in Charvarius Ward at this time last year?
0: Not at all.
1: Right. So uh, there and I are watched guys, a lot
0: of prospects last year. Right.
1: <laughs> there are guys that maybe aren't bigger names, but guys that they value, maybe Steve Spagnolo values, that they could they could maybe make a move for.
0: Yeah, and like the last couple, the Parker Eringer move and the Eric Murray move, these are five guys that we just listed that have about the same amount of value to this roster moving forward. Maybe yeah. Tremont Smith, you can make an argument, but boy, the writing does not seem positive right. for Tremont Smith's outlook, honestly. Right. But anyways, the all these moves all these guys are not going to hit we acknowledge that we know that regardless the numbers game on this thing looks fantastic for 2020 i was looking at this and i'm not going to i don't know if i'm going to list all of these guys off but under club control they have roughly 51 guys for next year and all these guys are pretty solid names for the most part Uh, whether it's a restricted free agent like Harrison Bucker or Justin Hamilton or an exclusive rights free agent like Andrew Wiley and Byron Pringle, Deion Yelder, Ryan Hunter, all these kind of guys, Daryl Williams, potentially, however that plays out. Like these, if, if some of these undrafted free agents hit and, and some of these, you know, restricted free agents or exclusive rights free agents continue to, 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 play to a level where they they can be trusted to be on a 53-man roster you've got such a large pool to pull from before you even have to really start looking too hard at the free agency class before you add an entire draft class and i that's what's so exciting to me i i, I look at this group and i i mean they're there's solid players around the year and and they've their their offensive line for next year looks good and cheap
1: mm-hmm it does. It really does. And uh, you just, th- that's how you build rosters. I i had a thread a while back, and I'm, I'm a little more, I, I don't want to say sky is falling, but a, a little less rosy outlook for 2020. The the Chiefs have, I, and I realize this is with some contracts that are going to come off the book, but they have about $24 million in cap space for 2020 right now with the guys on the roster again I, there are, it's yeah, it's a little ahead. higher
0: because if you look at spot like if you look at over cap eric Berry's figures once once you cut eric oh, barry for sure but still yeah i get yeah. what you're saying but
1: yeah it's not a ton compared to the other contenders even guys like the saints the saints are constantly in cap trouble like they are every year they are running up right up against the cap and they're paying drew Brees an insane amount of money and all of this the saints have more guys on their roster for 2020 with more cap space than the Chiefs do currently. Right. Now right. rolling money over, things like that, cuts and stuff like that, you can still make room, but they needed, they needed a good UDFA class. They needed the a good draft to give themselves some flexibility and options. Like you said, the the restricted free agents, exclusive rights, free agents, stuff like that. Those are the types of guys that if they show well enough, allow you to move on from a Sammy Watkins, maybe. Right. or you know or Dan Sorensen or you know name any any of those guys Cam Irving yeah right. there's lots of guys like that that save a lot of money free up a lot more space roster spots and allow you to have a lot more flexibility in the draft going forward and it's all because they're filling out the bottom of the roster
0: and they still have a lot to carry over cap wise and I still <laughs> think. F- when it's all said and done, I think they could very easily. I, I did the math on this. I think they could get to around seventy or more million dollars without trying too hard, and without having a ton of major holes to address for next year. So you still have cap space to extend Pat and extend Chris Jones and uh, bring in a wide receiver or a corner. If the, you know, I, I think we've talked about the twenty twenty cornerback class is looking mighty fine. I mean, they've got a and solid free agency, uh, yes, free agency, yes. Yeah. and that's not including, you know, that's not including their their draft class, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but I like I like the pool of players, not necessarily locking guys into 2020, but saying here you've got a really solid quality group to pull from, to choose from. That you have under club control, whether it's exclusive rights, restricted free agents, or just under under contract. The other piece of this, though, and this is where Maddie would start rolling his eyes if you he are here. And Craig, <laughs> me and Craig's a little bit more receptive. But the Chiefs have a really solid group of players that are unrestricted, that will likely count against the compensatory formula that the Chiefs are kind of banking on having rebound years you think Chad
1: Henney are you talking about the compensatory formula why yes Craig you I am what I know it's a shocker but I'm shocked I I know
0: I I, I haven't been geeking out about something we'll talk about here in a second anyway but um, (laughs) look at Chad Henney Chad and going to have he'll have a backup job and he'll get paid three million dollars to be a smart guy Carlos Hyde, if sure. he has a good, yes. if he has a good year, you know Anthony Sherman is probably his. If they keep him, they bring him back, or if they keep John Lovett or whatever. I mean, who knows? Um, guys like Demarcus Robinson, I bet you he gets a you know a a two million dollar contract, three Play- million dollar contract if they don't
1: keep him. Playing him with Pat and featured it, in this offense, exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's Chris Conley yeah. got paid two or three million dollars. Uh, yeah. Emmanuel Agba if he has a good year, if they want to bring him back, they don't have to bring him back because they got Okafor, Frank Clark, and, and Breland speaks on the roster already. Uh and Tim, and Tim Ward, Ward. And Tim Ward coming. Uh, Chris Jones, if they don't resign him. Xavier Williams. Jeremiah Ateochu. Reggie Raglan, who knows? I, he's not worth much. Uh, you know, you got the Kendall Fuller decision. You got the Bashad Breland. If he has a bounce back year. If Jordan Lucas, you know, there's a lot of ifs there, but like, I guess, again, it's the same thing. It's the player pool. Some of these guys yeah. will play themselves into good contracts. They are on contract years, which is another smart play by Brett Veach. The 2019 window has a lot of guys that have something to prove.
1: And how many of those guys are, you know, really key contributors? Like, uh, hard-to-replace contributors. Obviously, Chris Jones, maybe Kendall Fuller, maybe Bashad Breland if he has a good year. But mm,
0: yeah. And, I mean, Ogba has some value. I mean, there's guys Ogba that, has but, they, some value, right.
1: but, I mean, yeah. They're, they're not irreplaceable. Those, correct. That, and those are the types of guys. Again, Ogba is your third or fourth guy. You can go out and get another third or third fourth guy. Third or fourth
0: guy. guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, just and a the, rotational pass rusher.
0: And Tyree Kill too. I forgot about Tyree Kill. Like oh if yeah, they, Tyree if, Kill as
1: well. If he gets paid, yeah.
0: I mean, if he winds up getting paid, that's a big one because I don't think he's getting paid in Kansas City. I just that's my opinion. It's not, yeah. you know. But you look at this and the Chiefs have depth at a lot of these spots too. They just drafted Colin Saunders. The Cheese could roll with Chris Jones Naughty, Colin Saunders, and Justin Hamilton next year without any problem.
1: Oh yeah. That's a good. Xavier
0: group. Williams, you know, you say bye to Xavier Williams. He gets a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah Teochu could wind up being a nice little value here in a sub rush situation as as your rush, Sam. I mean. Yeah. But you you look at this, there's reasons to be optimistic about this roster because a lot of guys are on contract years. And these are all guys that could be really quality additions to the compensatory formula where you're you're losing some depth, you're losing some quality, but you can find ways to replace them and you've been developing guys behind them.
1: Especially since you've done it so far in UDFA, now all of a sudden you're replacing some of these guys with UDFAs and turning around and getting, you know, a bunch of third, fourth, fifth round draft picks, you know, against the compensatory formula. And I know people Look at the Patriots and the way that they've done that. They had so much flexibility in this draft to go and go get the guys that they wanted to make big impacts and keep some of their higher paid players. And, you know, give them, Joe Juan Williams is going to contribute for them. And right. they were able to go and trade up, leapfrog several teams that were interested in him. And he he makes a ton of sense for them.
0: And it's, it's just a brilliant cycle if you play it right because you're mm-hmm. getting all these draft picks, you're hitting on draft picks. You've built a pipeline for UDFAs where UDFAs look at your roster and say, I want to be here. I want to play with Patrick Mahomes. There's there's just like a little bit of momentum that's kind of starting to play and peak itself out, right? You're starting yeah. to see some momentum with how this roster is being built and like they're in good shape moving forward.
1: For sure. And the Chiefs haven't really been able to play the competitive compensatory formula all that much lately. Uh, Yeah. A a lot of the guys that they've had to walk away from that could potentially get bigger contracts, they've either signed to a bigger contract or they had to cut them a year early because the last year that was just putting them into a bind. I mean, Eric Berry... Justin Houston don't cut and count against a compensatory formula. They had to walk away from them early. You know, there there's been guys like that, these old Dorsey contracts that haven't allowed Veach and Andy Reid and the Chiefs to kind of play out some of these guys' contracts and allow them to reap some of the benefits of other teams wanting your players. And how this
0: roster is built for next year. Brett Veach could be ultra aggressive and he'll stum- still stumble into some sixth, seventh, fifth round, five, 7th five, round compensatory p- selections without even trying because of the volume. Mm-hmm. You know he could still go out and be aggressive and maybe you don't get those top shelf ones. Like the Chiefs could have got a third round compensatory pick for Mitch Morse if they'd played it right, but they didn't play it right and that's okay. But the point is they they have a chance <laughs> to get some some compensatory picks.
1: Yeah, they ended up they ended up with. Uh teron matthew i mean that's that's yeah, okay it's fair that's okay it's fine it's fine it's
0: although fine. the the initial contract figures for teron matthew were like nine million dollars and they still could have got a third round if they'd played their cards right
1: yeah because well, an, that, uh, the fun the of the that, initial figures were wrong <laughs> yeah i
0: i just wonder if brett priced himself into that situation but he looks like Maybe. the mad king he does he looks crazy with all these aggressive moves but like look at look at he's done work and he's hit On some of these lower-level guys.
1: And here's another one. The Chiefs are getting a fourth-round draft pick next year, likely. A fourth-round draft pick for Steven Nelson. Yeah. Chiefs fans, if I were to tell you when we went into the the end of this offseason, the Chiefs are going to be able to get a fourth-round draft pick for Steven Nelson. Not... With you know, not going through any of the other things on the roster, who else was on the roster? Probably 80% of the Chiefs fans out there would be doing backflips, <laughs> them and Colin, Colin Saunders just out there doing backflips because <laughs> the Chiefs got a fourth round draft pick for Steven Nelson. I mean, that's it's- that's awesome. It's awesome, and I'm geeked out. That's a top. That's going to be a top one
0: thirty, top one forty selection after all the compensatory picks are included. But you okay? So the Chiefs all obviously we've got this. You know, you've got this really quality pool. You think they're going to be able to pull from next year, uh, as it as it looks right now. Some of these guys obviously will tail off and will not be good, and not be worth mm-hmm. it. But that's okay. I like the pool that they have, and then you include. The 2020 draft still. We haven't even talked about the 2020 draft. They have some, you know, they have all their selections. But there's one thing I want to talk about, Craig.
1: <laughs>
0: Starting a movement tonight. Actually started it earlier this week.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you started the movement already.
0: We, uh, we on this Arrowhead Pride Laboratory show are going to be monitoring the San Francisco 49ers all season because the Chiefs, can take the – will get to keep the best of their second-round selections until Brett Veach trades the other one away. (laughs) Uh, They get to keep the lowest of their second-round picks. I am rooting for an all-out dumpster fire in San Francisco this year, and we will be keeping you up to date throughout the season on the San Francisco 49ers. Actually, but here's the thing. We're not calling them the San Francisco 49ers, Craig. What are we calling them? We want, the, we want the 33rd pick in the draft because the San Francisco uh-huh. 49ers are the worst team in football. We are San Francisco 33ers fans. Love that it. is our new... Our new favorite teams are the Kansas City Chiefs and whoever are playing the San Francisco 49ers. We are San Francisco 33ers fans.
1: I absolutely That's the love it. We, it is we a, are rooting. And I, lo- I like Jimmy G. I love D. Ford. But guys, get hurt. Not, not, not serious hurt what? just just a little hurt what? just n- nagging injuries little, little. just just so they're not playing to the best of their ability just 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 some real some some soft tissue issues that just soft left tissue it. Just, just nothing because I want D Ford to continue like like I want him to earn all of that contract they got paid in San Francisco get that Because I, I, I love d Ford don't get me wrong I just want his effectivity to be a little lower than it could be
0: you know Nick Bosa has some injury history
1: he does have some injury history, some soft maybe, tissue issue. Maybe Nick Bosa doesn't make it through the season either. Maybe this is the year Richard Sherman starts to fall off. Maybe I, I he he probably will.
0: <laughs> but here's here's the other thing. Like I don't even need to like wish ill necessarily. I think that place might be a dumpster fire already. It sounds oh. like there's some reports out there that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are having some some conflicts your GM and your head coach are not aligned Mm. Craig
1: that's not good that's not good that's not that's not a
0: good omen for your season
1: you didn't what was when was the last GM and head coach whose visions didn't align in San Francisco what happened there oh
0: it turned into a giant dumpster fire oh that's right that's
1: right and the head coach left
0: I think so Mm. I I, I'm not sure that that drafting Jalen Hurd at 67 necessarily is one of those moves that makes a ton of sense because your G, because your head coach is desiring that type of player instead of you know a well developed or better talent so yeah I mean yeah. I don't know it just sounds like some turmoil paying Quan Alexander coming off an injury seventeen million
1: dollars a I mean, year come on what I, that I don't know that, listen that the Chiefs want to be picking back to back first go. and second round amen 32-33. two thirty three let's go.
0: 33 years fans we will be keeping you up to date on what is happening with the san francisco 49ers every single week 33 years sorry during the season during the preseason any minor injuries that could really affect their abilities any you know big games coming up i'm rooting very hard for the arizona cardinals in the two games that they have
1: i I can't i can't believe this but i'm going to become really proficient in the san francisco 49ers roster building as well absolutely Oh, oh boy. it's absolutely oh man. I real I just realized what this entailed. It's I'm gonna, gonna be have fun. To start breaking down 49ers tape.
0: If somebody wants to make a San Francisco 33 ers logo out there, <laughs> you will I will give you a free draft guide next year. Ooh. Ooh. Future asset.
1: Future asset. Similar to the second round See? pick that the Chiefs have from the San look Francisco 33ers. Look, look at that. Mr. So, uh, Kent Beach over here. I, I'm a huge
0: fan of the Seahawks and the Rams and the Cardinals. I'm rooting heavily for those teams. I, I, I want some anomalies to happen. I want the I want some bad luck from the Niners. The Bucks. I think they play the Bucks week one. I oh. if, if I already have that memorized, that's pretty depressing. That
1: is pretty depressing. <laughs> I'm going to look it up really quick. Jameis is going to go off. McCoy's I mean, is going to show up and be in great shape. It, uh, the it, Bucks it, are going to sh- dominate.
0: It, you know how Andy Reid, uh, his first week of the season, Buck Snyder's
1: at hmm. Tampa Bay. Hmm. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians coming out party in Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, Andy Reid, you know how he just springs offense on the league uh-huh. in the first week, and like it takes the league four weeks to catch up. I'm hoping for a similar effect with with the uh, with the brilliant, wonderful, beautiful, handsome, one of the most entertaining <laughs> people in the world, Bruce Arians. Give me that.
1: We we are laying it on thick. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm really excited to root
0: against the San Francisco 33 years.
1: And, I think, and that's I think, 33 you know what? And I think the year after, we'll have to pull hard for him. Just, you know. Yeah. Get that equal karma. It out. Cancel it back out. Yeah. Equal yeah. it
0: back out and, yeah. and just, you know, start a new
1: hey, you know clean slate. Run they, into some bad luck. They want to lose to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl the next year? I am all on board with it. By all means please enjoy.
0: I know 33 is pretty optimistic. It, as the season goes on, I hope we don't have to just change it to the sub 49ers, the you sub know,
1: 49ers.
0: just, uh, just give me a top 50 pick. Wow. No, I, I really, also really love that. <laughs> I'm, I know I, I was going to make people vote, but I think we just start out very optimistic. And then we have the sub 49ers kind of in our back pocket as yeah. like a, just in case, a just in case plan. it's a yeah. fallback plan but we're going to set. We're going to set the bar really high. We want that 33rd pick.
1: Yeah, that would really want that 33rd pick.
0: Yeah, dope that would be.
1: Can you you imagine drafting an awesome wide receiver and Bryce Hall? I mean, (laughs) it's like it's feasible. It's feasible.
0: (sighs) Like seriously though, that's a feasible scenario. Maybe Bryce Hall might be gone, but yeah, with the way the running or with the way the wide receiver class is looking for 2020, there's going to be some really good player that probably should have been picked 10 picks earlier getting picked. Yep. At 32 by the Chiefs. You know Brett
1: Veach is trading all these assets away.
0: Shut up. <laughs> That's for another day. Kay.
1: But I for
0: net, I am going to dream. I have a dream. And it is that the Chiefs are picking 32nd and 33rd next year.
1: <laughs> I'm all for it. Love the dream.
2: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
0: And it's time to close this thing out with some of your questions that you asked. Sorry, we can't get to more of them. And I think some of these questions we wind up answering kind of in the first segment anyway. So I hope if, you know, if, if we didn't get to this one or get to your questions that, you know, that we at least answered some of the line of thinking country boy, five, six, seven, our guy, who's your shocker to not make the 53 man roster.
1: Now here's a shocker. It it might actually be a shocker to some people because of what they did with them last year. But Khalil McKenzie, might not Mm. make this 53. There's a He's going to have to earn it. Uh, They've got a lot of guys on that interior. I know I spoke earlier about maybe them trading away Cam Irving, but if Cam Irving's there, if they don't get a good enough offer, Khalil McKenzie might be the worst interior offensive lineman that they have on the roster. Even though they carried him all year long, they may not want to redshirt him another year. I mean,
0: and they drafted a lineman with more versatility than McKenzie has. Absolutely. Nick Allegretti can play center and guard. Khalil McKenzie, they think has the potential to be a great guard one day, but if if they aren't seeing enough growth and enough progress, then I mean...
1: They also drafted him when they did not have Andrew Wiley on this roster. So uh, Wiley may have changed the whole game for him.
0: Yeah. For me... Uh, I don't even know, like, if it's gonna be like that big of a shocker. I, I, am not sure Reggie Ragland is going to make this team, whether it's a trade or just straight up getting cut. And I know we talked about him earlier, but like, people are t- like the the Chiefs are talking about Ragland and Hitchens playing your Mike and your Will. It does not make sense at all. No, it and, it doesn't. And that is, I don't know if that's a Productive defense. I don't know if that's helping your team. All this stuff you're doing with, you know, the the, the secondary and the front might just be wasted mm-hmm. by those guys trying to cover running backs.
1: Right. Well, and think about it this way: they they also mentioned in the same breath as saying that Reggie Ragland's a starting Mike and Hitchens is a starting Will that Dorian O'Daniel could work his way into the mix there, that he could become a starter on that team. If Dorian O'Daniel is going to be starting. At any position, it's just the will linebacker role that he's starting at. If he's starting at the will, they're not benching Anthony Hitchens. Like they're, right. they're not going to bench him. They would move right. him to the mic. It just makes way too much sense. You can't throw out, oh, Dorian might be competing for a starting spot with the guy that's making $9 million a year. That's not how they're looking at it. Not at no, all. There's, no, so, way. there's I, no way. No way. No chance. I think Reggie's days are numbered a little bit. He might make the team as a depth guy if none of these other depth guys can come along. But he- if but he's got to play special teams. Yes.
0: If you're going to be a backup linebacker, yeah. That's that. But that that's a very fascinating question. I'm going to be monitoring throughout. There might be depth coming from another team. Like maybe this is one mm-hmm. of those trades we're talking about, mm-hmm. is where they're trading for linebacker depth, right? Red Cow asks, as it's currently constructed. Is this a Super Bowl winning roster?
1: I think it is. I, I mean, it was <laughs> it was damn close to being a Super Bowl winning roster last year, and I would argue that the defense got better. I I think that just the sheer accountability that these defensive coaches—I mean, we heard about it all this week. Gary Johnson talked about it when he talked about uh, Matt House coaching him, saying it, telling him, "We don't care about your weaknesses." or we don't care about your strengths. We only care about your weaknesses. Like they're, they're trying to change the culture of this. I think that's worth about two to three spots. And then I think that the scheme itself is worth about two to three spots. That's before we even start factoring in talent, aggression, all these other things. I just think the accountability is going to make such a big difference. And I don't think the offense is going to slide that much. I think it's a Super Bowl winning roster.
0: I think complimentary football too. Oh, I think yeah. that Steve Spagnolo can better play complimentary football. Bob Sutton had no clue what he was doing last year. What? He just he didn't. I, I don't need to tell you that. Oh, wow. I just. It, it was disgusting. It was. Larry Cleland asks Are the undrafted free agent wide receivers good enough to compete for the number three wide receiver job? And is Byron Pringle too? He should. Uh, uh, he showed. He stood out at last year's camp. Remember before he was injured. Also, is he a hundred percent now?
1: I I don't know if he's a hundred percent now. I I don't know that we've heard a real update on Pringle yet. Have we, Kent? Do you know of anything?
0: No, but I that that injury didn't seem like a twelve month injury. It didn't seem like a twelve day injury. But, uh, yeah. you know, they, yeah. they may oh, have what, him. A, what, are what are you talking about? the last play of the of yeah. the of yeah. the preseason, Byron Pringle got hurt. Yeah. yeah. OK, mm.
1: I think that there's a lot of those guys that can really push Demarcus Robinson. We've talked about Demarcus Robinson a lot on this podcast and how within structure he struggles like you're yeah. you're never quite sure where he's going to be. He's just going to be somewhere and you can put the ball in his hands and some good things can happen. But it's not always where Andy Reid wants his guys to be. So they might trust a guy like Pringle, Cody Thompson, Custis. There are several guys that could definitely factor in as a wide receiver 3-4. However long Tyreek Hill is out, if he's out for the season, if he's out for a couple games, I think that they can push for that with Nicole Hardman being wide receiver 2 for that time period. And then if Tyreek Hill is back on this roster, I think Hardman's a pretty safe number three option.
0: I will say I think one of Pringle, Custis, Cody Thompson, one of those guys is going to have a surprising year. I believe one of those guys you will look next year at 2020 and say, okay, Mm mm-hmm. They got that, that. That's a guy that you, when you're listing off players, man, I'm excited about this offense. You got Byron Pringle back in one of those guys. I think it might be Thompson Byron Pringle, one of those guys. Yeah, It's gonna have some value next year. I mean, he's got Patrick uh,
1: Mahomes throwing him the ball. Exactly, exactly.
0: And I, I think that's part of it with with this roster building, with you know building through these undrafted free agent wide receivers. Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is he, he's what changes everything. He's, he's why good. he's why he's why this roster has a chance to, to make it to a Super Bowl next year. I mean, he's really that's that's the reason. Yep. It's Patrick Levon Mahomes one lost wizard asks Jamie Collins. Yes or no
1: short answer. No, uh, I was <laughs> a fan of bringing in Jamie Collins as a Sam linebacker when this team needed more edge rush. Uh, it was before Ogba. Uh, maybe even before Okafor I can't remember exactly when and definitely before Clark I think that they needed a guy that could come off the edge a little bit and he'd be able to be on the field more than the 20% of the snaps that your Sam linebacker was going to be on the field now to this point yeah he'd be an upgrade probably at that position but again 20% of the snaps he's probably going to make 8 to 10 million dollars this year even now I, I no it's a no They they have better places they can spend that money
0: They've, they've done a good job addressing pass rush and Sam, and like I, I just don't see it. I don't want it, I frankly. Right. He doesn't seem like a guy necessarily from a culture perspective that I'm overly confident based on some of the things <sighs> you kind of heard. So, right. I mean, that's another piece of it too. Brandon422 asks, Last year we took Smith for a cornerback, I'm assuming Tremont Smith, uh, and was a good returner but looked bad at cornerback. This year the Chiefs took Rashad Fenton. Which one are the Chiefs keeping?
1: Fenton. Fenton makes more sense within Spagnuolo's scheme. He's more of a zone corner than Tremont Smith is. Tremont's longer. Tremont's faster. Fenton fits what Spagnuolo wants to do more, and they don't really need him as a kick returner, as you referenced earlier. So I think it's Fenton.
0: I think Fenton has more four-core ability, four-core special teams ability than Tremont Smith did. I mean, Tremont Smith was a returner, but I don't remember him doing much outside of that. Fenton's a good gunner. There you go. Yeah. I mean, there's value in that. Mm -hmm. And Cody Thompson is a good special teamer, too. And Gary Johnson's a good special teamer, too. Like, these are the reasons these undrafted free agents, like, they sneakily built some depth Mm -hmm. at special teams, too. Uh, So I mean, that's something to keep an eye on. Scott Franklin asks, let's play a little bit of over and under. Okay. uh, Start with this one. Patrick Mahomes, over, under 37 and a half touchdowns.
1: Over? Barely. Like, Like, I think maybe 39 or 40. Ju- just that's, barely squeaks it out.
0: Give me 40. Yeah, so I'm taking the over. Mecole Hardman over under six and a half receiving touchdowns.
1: I'm going to go under. I know that Tyreek Hill had six his rookie year. I don't think Nicole Hardman is Tyreek Hill in that same role, and I don't know that he'll get those same looks. So I'm going under.
0: Yeah, I'm going under too. I I don't think that's a – I, if you said the, I don't think that line's particularly strong. No, no offense, Scott. Yeah, well, uh, uh, I, I, this is should, a
1: fun game. This is a very fun game. That line is way off. And on top of I'm, that, I mean, yeah, talk about Miko Hardman this week, Kit. Like, I mean, this is. <laughs> Andy Reid came out and said that his dagger route was brutal, like, and he <laughs> and he repeated it. He said, "I want to make it clear." I heard the audio. It was brutal.
0: Listen, it was brutal. (laughs) It was brutal.
1: And he and he said it's because he's never run it before. It's not that he's a bad route runner because he's just a bad route runner. It's because he doesn't. He hasn't run them. And uh, I mean, there there is gonna be uh, okay. Fair, fair. There uh, is gonna be some of that that is him as a bad route runner. But he also just hasn't had the reps. We can agree that right. he hasn't had the reps. Of they, course not. He did say that he's he got better as the week went along, but he's he called it brutal. I mean that's that's something. He's a, de,
0: he's a developmental speed receiver. Yeah, I like his hands. Huh. I saw a couple of those clips this week. You know, in the red zone, I thought it was really nice catching the football. He's got a to be long
1: fair, wait. wait to one go one of running. those was over Rashad Fenton, who is awful with his back to the ball just absolutely awful but brutal brutal
0: some would brutal. say brutal <laughs> yeah
1: it's brutal
0: <laughs> but i mean Michael hardman i think it i think if you set the over under at six and a half total touchdowns maybe it might be yeah. close yeah no you know, it, a, it, a punt returned or a kick return touchdown maybe, and a rushing touchdown yep, yep. And i can see that you know and then, two or three four touchdowns i mean uh, by the way uh, receiving
1: that's good value Second that's great round, value that's that's yeah. awesome value Yeah, I I might take the over on that if if you're talking overall touchdowns.
0: I think, you know, I think we've talked about this a lot. Meekle's path to success is not as as, uh, much about his route running ability. It's about, you know, his speed and getting the ball in his hands and letting him try to create. It's not Tyreek. It's different than Tyreek. And it's not going to be as dynamic as Tyreek. But Meekle has value. It's just how much value can he provide as he develops? That's going to be the big question. Yep. Sammy we'll Watkins. Oh, huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sammy Watkins over under eight and a half starts. Wow. What Ooh. a dunk on what a dunk Ooh. on Sam. I'm taking the over.
1: Yeah, I'm taking the over on that one too. I, 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 I just think that they need him to be on the field. I think he'll tough it out a little more. Like they were trying to save him for the playoffs at the end of last he, year. I think there were some games that he could have gone in towards the end he of the played,
0: year. He played over eight and a half games last year.
1: He did. He did, but he got hurt, I and mean, I think they just decided – we are right. going to sit him for the rest of the year. Right. We have Tyreek. If Tyreek isn't part of the mix or anything like that, Sam Watkins is going to tough it out and be on the field.
0: Frank Clark over under twelve and a twelve point four nine quarterback sacks over under there.
1: I love that. I love that. that line. Nice little kicker there. Yeah, I, I like that. it. Um, I love it. I'm going to go. Best line. I'm going to go under, but just barely. Like, like, I think it's 11 and a half or twelve, which is which is going to be an awesome year for him because I think they're going to get pressure from a lot of places. It's not just going to come from him.
0: Craig, I'm feeling feisty. Ooh, give me thirteen.
1: Thirteen. Give me thirteen. Oh man, let's go. Frank Clark gets thirteen. Boy, we're, we're gonna we're going to raise Brett Veach up on our shoulders and run around Arrowhead for that pick. That that's, that's good. That's outrageous.
0: It's a good deal. Uh, Kent Swanson over under eight point zero eight second three cone. In parentheses, gonna need video evidence. We've thought about this. This is something we have thought about doing: is be going out and trying to run an eight second three cone. I'm pretty sure I could do it. I'm pretty sure you can't.
1: <laughs> what? I,
0: I don't think okay. you can.
1: I don't think you we're, can. I. We're, if listen, we're gonna have to. Okay. I, I'm I I've seen your change of direction ability. Uh within your own living room. have you yes, not not at full speed just just within your own living room.
0: I, I, I'm going to have you if we catch my if we catch me on a good arthritis day where the inflammation is down. <laughs> I'll be just fine. Gregory, you know, did you ever think that maybe
1: fine. Jalen Ferguson was just having a bad no, arthritis no. day.
0: Well, then he shouldn't be in the league because he's got arthritis. Arthritis. Arthritis is mm, silent killer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm i thinking about it though. I might go. I might go out there and run that because that'd be kind of fun anyway.
1: I think it still doesn't prove anything hilarious, especially when you run a eight five eight three cone
0: dude. Come on
1: this is this is getting this is getting slanderous now you know this is getting slanderous maybe maybe it's getting slanderous because i really want you to do it and and (laughs) i'm trying to talk you into it you're you're trying to egg me on man i'm
0: it's been it's been discussed before and it's being debated let's just say that scott let's just say that (laughs) and now we're doing it on air yeah milsap 12 asks it's a long way off but looking ahead to 2020 free agency who is one realistic player you'd love the Chiefs to
1: sign? Mine is cornerback Xavier Howard. I Ooh. He is going to get paid. He's going to get paid a lot of money. Uh, I think that he is a true boundary corner. I think he's a guy that changes the complexion of your defense. The guys that will be on the roster and you know at all levels there, I think that they need a guy on the outside that can be a little bit of a game changer like that. He is that guy. I would pay him $13 million next year to come play corner in Kansas City.
0: With the uh, with the way the wide receiver group is kind of in flux right now, mm-hmm. uh, I'd, I'd call A.J. Green, hmm. see what's going on, see if he wants to play with a good quarterback for the first time in his
1: life. Could is you it, imagine? This is just back-to-back weeks that Kent is slandering other teams' quarterbacks.
0: You know what? Okay, this is this is a, this is an okay thing. I have had to live through. You have had to live through. Tyler Palko,
1: <laughs> Brody Croyle, uh, Matthew Castle, Tyler Thigpen. Don't you we be at- talk. I knew you were going to talk about Tyler Thigpen. Don't you talk about the thick bone that way? I will slander the thick bone. You will not. I be- am. We will I am cancel can- this podcast. I. Uh, you know. I speak for Maddie. That's fine. That's fine. I got, I got,
0: I'll find somewhere else to catch up on my quarterback pettiness. I, I have waited my entire life to have a quarterback worth just clapping back at the rest of the universe. I no longer have to talk myself into Ricky Stanzi, maybe figuring it out one day for the next 15 years for basically the rest of my child's childhood. Patrick LaVon Mahomes is the quarterback in Kansas City. That is amazing. And I am going to be petty as all get out for the remainder of Patrick LaVon Mahomes' career.
1: It's <laughs> a different kind. I, I, I really do have like a lot of pent-up yeah, aggression you, you, about... You are really feisty about quarterbacks here. Taking shots, I, the, at, taking shots at Andy Dalton... <laughs>
0: Imagine imagine your franchise quarterback being a diva and having a mustache and calling his own plays and defying the entire organization, Ooh. Aaron.
1: Ooh. Boy, we're just <laughs> – This is wow. getting personal. This is getting very personal. Wow. <laughs>
0: Who else can I dunk on? Uh, you're going to dunk Russell on Russell Wilson, Tom. put a shirt on. <laughs> 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 Quit changing your voice every five seconds. Cam
1: Newton, you're golden. Just be you.
0: I like Cam. Yeah, I have nothing against Cam. Cam's my guy. (laughs) Jimmy. mm, Give me another one.
1: Give give me another one. Who else can you slander? John Elway. Go.
0: No, that doesn't count. He's done.
1: Yeah, he He also sucks. He's a terrible GM.
0: Please continue to draft more terrible quarterbacks to your organization. (laughs) See how many you can compile. Uh Deshaun Watson. You're overrated. You're not Patrick Mahomes.
1: So we got Patrick Mahomes. We got Cam Newton. That's it. That's is it. it. Th- that's all you're cool with. I'm
0: cool with more probably, but I don't want to think Kirk Cousins is the most overrated football player in the entire history of the world. <laughs> you guys don't realize that dude is terrible. We're, we're going that dude to move is not on good
1: from this conversation and then. For like another 40 minutes after this podcast is over, Kent is still going to be going. He's going to pull up a list of the 31 other quarterbacks in the league. He's just going to go step by step and tear them apart.
0: Do you know how good this year was to me, Craig? I I got to dunk on Drew Brees for like two (laughs) months. Because our quarterback in Kansas City was that much better than Drew Brees, and people were pretending like Drew Brees was worth being in the MVP conversation.
1: I mean, this is this feels good. Yeah. This feels real good. Yeah, this feels too good. I, I can't. I work. need to stop. I yeah yeah. You're you're asking for some trouble here. Wait till they win a Super Bowl, Craig. Okay, let's fast forward to yeah. next year. Okay, <laughs> who's got the swag now? Hey, I got that defensive swag right now because it's undetermined how they're going to be. I got I got I got to live in this for a little while.
0: Uh, I, I I, could probably come up with something to slander the rest of the league at quarterback. Oh, you
1: definitely could. I but it's I
0: I'm due. I've earned this being a Chiefs fan my whole
1: life. We all have. It's not just you. We all have. We it's all not have. just me. No,
0: yeah. I. it's not just me. Yeah. Obviously, we knew this. Yeah, it's not. just... Maybe it is just you and me listening to this, but I think there's Chiefs fans out there listening <laughs> to this that are, you know,
1: there's more than just you and me out there. No, nah, everybody tuned it or tuned out when they heard. Oh, Maddie's not going to be on this. Never mind. Yeah, that's probably true.
0: <laughs> that's probably true. Although, because your sense of Renaissance, man, you could probably do a really good Maddie Lane impression. No. Let's just be honest.
1: No, I can't. I really can't. I'm okay. not even going to attempt it. I'm I'm terrible at it. Time sidebar.
0: The one episode that Maddie's not on is probably going to wind up being the longest episode oh, we have all year. I know because I Go we're figure. just we're making up for lost time and like we don't have anyone to help keep on task, <laughs> so we're <laughs> we, not keeping ourselves on. We task. have to keep
1: Maddie on track, and so instead now we just have this freedom. And we're going we're on, taking uh, all of it. Sorry, Maddie. It's
0: whatever. It's gonna be an hour. <laughs> all right. Last question. Tuck Hag asks. Which member of the 2018 draft class takes the biggest step forward this year?
1: Biggest step forward. I, I just, I think, I think, I think, I think it's going to be Dorian O'Daniel. He just makes too much sense. I think he's actually going to get an opportunity to play in his preferred defense at the position that he should succeed at. He's good in coverage. He's gonna be good as that will linebacker. I just think he's gonna be featured a lot more. He's gonna get a lot more opportunities than he did with Bob, and I, I I think he can play a much bigger role within these coverages as a as a coverage linebacker in Spagnolo's match schemes. It, it's Dorian for me.
0: So I've spent a lot of time this episode talking about how excited and how positive I am about Brett Veach. <laughs> And this question is really a stretch for me right now.
1: You can't go out on a sour note, Kent. We've been so positive. You literally (laughs) were just slandering other teams. You did a (laughs) full segment on how you want the 49ers to suck so that the Chiefs would have a better pick.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's Breland Speaks, Uh, but it's because there's not much. There's not. It's not not hard to make a bigger, (laughs) a big step. Like Nadi's awesome for what he is. Yeah. Armani Watts is probably the most overrated player on this roster
1: by because Chiefs people fans, have by way Chiefs too fans. high
0: expectations. Yeah, there's way too high expectations for Armani Watts. I mean, he, they
1: they went out and spent a lot of money on a safety, and then they drafted another safety, a safety, and then they and both signed are, a restricted free agent to two million dollars.
0: He's the fourth best safety on. He's actually probably the fifth best safety on this class right on this team right now, but. Dan Sorensen is more expensive. Yeah, uh, Tremont Smith. We talked about Khalil McKenzie. We've talked about it's probably Breland. I think Breland's in the best position if he comes in shape. Sure, to have a, a, a quality season, or maybe he just kicks inside more. There's 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 more paths to success opened up because of Steve Spagnuolo.
1: Absolutely, and he'll get reps. He'll get reps. He'll he, get reps. He, he's going to, and he's going to get good coaching from Brenda Daly. Like that cannot be overstated.
0: And I think Brendan Daly, I think he'll respond well to Brendan Daly.
1: I think so too. I think he's the that reasons, kind of, the, he's a right. tough guy. He's he's a hard nosed tough guy. We know that about Breland. Like that has Willing never been questioned. He's got a high motor, right. he never quits, yada yada. I think that Brendan Daly can get something out of that. So yeah, I agree.
0: No, I think I think so. I I this is this is if 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 you can't get anything out of Breland Speaks this year, then he's a complete bust. Yeah. But I think I do think they can get something out of him. There's yep. positional versatility, flexibility, willingness to work, willingness to be coached, and he's going to get good coaching this year. Yep, like that's a that's a path to success. That is going to do it for the longest episode of the year. Congrats, Maddie. We held it down. Uh, in your honor, we decided to go super long. So. That's that's our reasoning. We will be back next week.
1: Love you, Maddie.